Welcome back to the goal line stand all football all the time. Coming to you live from the Michaels Glass Company studio. Michaels Glass Company serving the Philadelphia Tri-State area since 1978. 215-338-3293. Tell them Mike and Brett sent you. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at GL Stand Show. Join the group. Come talk football with us. Uh, that would be in the Facebook page and also in the show notes here. Uh, I am Michael Lipinski. I am joined as always by Brett Halpern, and this is the quarterback show where we are going to be discussing the NFL draft and obviously the quarterback prospects and some of the chaos that is ensuing in the National Football League as it pertains to quarterbacks. Brett, how are we? I'm doing well. You know, before the recording, you said you're going to rip on me so i'm, I'm going to get there just, we're going to get there i'm, I'm you, bracing myself yeah yeah we'll get there just we'll, we'll, we're going to get there calm down you're slow Hold your playing, horses man. a little bit would you <laughs> all right okay okay very okay. good so let, let's start in seattle why don't we so yeah. last week we kind of briefly touched on this whole russell wilson thing uh as it pertains to carson wentz hey carson wentz is in indianapolis he's done we're not talking about him much anymore Russell Wilson has put out a list of teams that he would prefer. Let's let's back it up. Russell Wilson would like to stay in Seattle, he says, allegedly. However, if he were to be traded, he would like to go to Las Vegas. He would like to go to Chicago. He would like to go to Dallas. Where else? I'm missing a team. New Orleans. New, oh, New Orleans, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, if I wanted to get traded, I would probably pick New Orleans too. I thought you were going to say you're going to pick Dallas. Fuck that. No, I'm not going to pick Dallas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jerry Jones. You, you, Jerry Jones could offer me a billion dollars, and I would begrudgingly take it, but I'd still rip the organization. Okay. If I'm Russell Wilson, I call up my boy Aaron Rodgers, and I say, hey, Mike McCarthy, what are you thinking here? Uh, should I go there? Should I not? Looking at this thing, obviously, if, if you're Russell Wilson, New Orleans stands out as, as the number one. Why would you not want to go there? Well, yeah, but I, what does New Orleans have to what, – what, what do they have to get him? Uh, what do you, you know, mean? I, well, so right now they have a high, uh, excuse me, a low first round pick, and they don't they don't have a ton of draft capital. So you're just going to start giving away players for no, so Russell Wilson. You, you would have to mortgage your future a little bit, kind of do the NBA thing. So you find a you know, this year's one, next year's one. What what was the golf trade exactly? I should have written it down. How many number ones? It was two number ones, wasn't it? So you need at least, in my opinion, you need at least three number ones for Russell Wilson. Yeah, at least. And, and a player of some sort. Now, I'm not saying you're going to get, you're not trading Alvin Kamara kind of deal. No, but I think you have to probably trade a starter. I, I would, yeah, sort. of some significance. You would have yeah. to trade a starter. Yeah. But you're just going to have to do that. If you're New Orleans, you got to look and say, their window is closing. If you it is close, you can argue it is closed if you don't bring in well Russell Wilson. I don't know if did you see on I believe it was Instagram, Drew Brees' trainer had a post of Drew Brees working out, pushing a sled, saying like something's happening. So now they're like maybe even Drew Brees is not gonna retire. Well, you and I had this conversation um, two months ago. It made no sense for Drew. It made sense from a physical standpoint. He looked like crap. Can't complete yeah. a throw. We said it last week. You compare him to Tom Brady, how Tom Brady can still make the throw, his throws that he needs to make yeah. versus Drew Brees not being able to. That being said, and there's no, there were no fans in the stands. He deserves a little bit of a, of a, of a send out, of a send off with people in the building. I'm sorry though, Drew. Love you, New Orleans. You're your hero there. 
if there is a way from the organizational standpoint to get Russell Wilson, that arguably extends the window another four or five years. You got to do it. Yeah, it's not. I don't see that happening. I, I just, you know, to me, it's too much. It's too difficult. I, I, I don't see Seattle letting him go. I, I, I don't know how you could let go of Russell Wilson. What I, I I'm not tied in to the Seattle, you know, the, uh, fan base. I, I'm not. What is going on there? Is well, this really you make that fun Russell of them all Wilson the has become has realized what I've been saying for years that Pete Carroll and his prick kid are a bunch of smarmy pricks? I, I it, there there is something that I don't get and we mentioned this off air with respect to Russell, but Russell Wilson last year in the beginning of the year, it was, you know, let Russell Wilson eat or cook, whatever the, the phrase was, you know, he was throwing the ball all over the place. Well, to do that, you really, you need a very good offensive line. I think his offensive line is not terrible. It's not great. It's sort of middle of the road. They now have brought in uh, as an offensive coordinator, a guy who comes from the Sean McVay system lineage which means run first, play action, short passes. To me, though, the thing is, look at your personnel. DK Metcalf is not a short or intermediate receiver, route-running receiver. This guy runs nine routes, seven routes, uh, deep comebacks. That's what he does. He's a home run hitter. He is not an intermediate threat. So I don't necessarily know how that's going to play now. In terms of play action, if you're going to have somebody go deep, that makes sense. With him and Tyler Lockett, okay. But, you know, to me, I think Russell Wilson also plays his best football when they have a strong running game. So I don't even know. It's clear that he does not feel as if he's being heard or listened to. But I also think that some of his demands might not necessarily be not – not legitimate, but just makes sense. Yeah, okay. I want a better offensive line. Yeah, I get it. So they have to. I mean, they have invested draft. Look, they they did trade a first round pick for Dwayne Brown, their left tackle. Now he's like 180 years old. Now that's an issue. It's a little aged, <laughs> but they've invested second, third, fourth round picks along the offensive line. So you can't say it's not because. It's more you need to pick better as opposed to you're not investing. I don't understand what the problem is there. I, I don't know. I mean, 2020, 4,212 yards passing, 40 touchdowns, 13 TDs, uh, 13 yeah. INTs. It, from a yardage standpoint, that is the second highest he's ever thrown for. Uh, 2016, he threw for 4,219 yards. That's yeah. his number one. So he was off by seven yards eight yards of his all-time record. Uh, They leaked oil at the end? Yeah. And and by the way, you need a defense. This isn't about you, Russ. Like, you're you're fine. You're you're one of the best. When Seattle won, they had a defense. And a running game. And Yeah, this is still a league where you still need a defense to win. Let's take a look at real quick. uh, So there is the Cowboys. Is that just a... I, I, what what is that? I mean, if I'm Dak Prescott and I hear this, I'm getting a little pissed off more so than I already am. Yeah, well, look, I, Dallas has their own mess to deal with in terms of Dak Prescott. They they have to sign him to a, a long term deal, otherwise they're going to have to franchise him again. Not if at they some point Wilson. Yeah, but at some point it looks like Dak Prescott might start to take up about 85% of the team's salary cap. I mean, you got to start – you have to deal with this. Um, and, and no, I, I wouldn't mortgage the future for Russell Wilson if you have Dak Prescott because you have so many other needs. Uh, you have a porous defense. That offensive line needs to be rebuilt. So th- th- to me, that doesn't make sense. It's not worth mortgaging the future. The Saints – the Saints have less holes, so it, it does make sense to mortgage their future. But again, I don't think they, they have the draft capital that's attractive to the Seahawks. With, with Dallas, 
the draft capital is a little better. I mean, they have the tenth pick this year, but Dallas has too many holes. I, if I were them, I wouldn't do it. Now there's the Raiders, which is I think an interesting case. If there were ever a dark horse, uh, yeah, they call you know in baseball whenever they, there's always the mystery team in yeah. baseball whenever there's a trade negotiation or a free agent thing. To me, you go there with Gruden. Gruden is an offensive mind. You have some weapons around you and a team that's kind of growing. He, Russell Wilson could be a guy that goes in there. And look, it's an ownership group that the, the, they're wacky. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll sell you a stadium in Oakland if you really want it, you know, kind of deal. Yeah, to me, this one actually, in terms of um... – talent or in terms of trade uh ammo this one is is intriguing because you have you you could trade instead of mortgaging the future with picks you could trade away i would trade away and i heard this on the radio too as well like Derek carr i'd give up henry ruggs your your first round receiver last year and then maybe like just one or two picks so you're not it's not giving up the future in terms of draft picks and that way seattle at least has Look, Derek Carr wasn't terrible last year. You know, Derek yeah, Carr I, was a good quarterback. I'm gonna look yeah. at the stats, but and they weren't amazing. Yeah, look, the reason that team did not go to the playoffs is because their defense sucked. So, you know, for me, I think this makes that that would make some sense. Um, yeah, Derek know, Carr, 2020, 4,103 yards, 27 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Yeah, that's not. A, I, I, take I mean, that. that's his career high as far as yardage. Yeah, I, I, I. He's a good. He is a good quarterback. If you asked me today, as an Eagles fan, Jalen Hurts, Derek Carr, can I go to Vegas and pick up Derek Carr? Can I do that? I'll get one of those overrated In and Out burgers. I'll pick up Derek Carr. We'll drive back cross country. It'll be great. They have In and Out in Vegas. Yeah, very, very much an overrated experience. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had yet. So, no, you're not doing anything to be quite honest oh, with you. Okay, it, it's people make it out to be this big deal. Oh, In and Out is such a good burger. It, you know what? It was efficient. I was impressed at the efficiency of the place. Like we walked up there, and in the drive-through line they had a double drive-through line, and it was literally like out on the street. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, we're going to be standing out here. For an hour waiting for a cheeseburger. No, yeah. it was quick. It was good. But from a burger perspective, a fast food burger perspective, like give me a five guys. Yeah. Well, I hate Shake Shack. And that's, yeah, that's, that's a different discussion. I just think you ordered the wrong thing. I see this is the problem now in the world we live in. Yeah. I ordered a burger. Well, the problem is this stuff doesn't trade. I ordered the, I ordered the Shack burger. It doesn't order their well now. Okay. Did they use styrofoam or did they use plastic? I don't remember. It sucked. Okay. It was terrible. My my bad. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, yeah, look, you know, the, the Raiders would be interesting, but I don't think, you know, Derek Carr is not as elusive as Russell Wilson. I don't think he'd have the same scrambling ability up in Seattle. Look, Seattle, just work on your defense. Get a running game going. You'll be fine. I, I, I think Russell will be okay, you know. The other team in this equation, apparently, uh, is the Chicago Bears. And I, if you're Russell Wilson and you're picking and choosing where you're going, because obviously he is, why in the world would you want to go to the Chicago Bears right now? You have a general manager and a coach who arguably are going to be fired. Then again, maybe that's why. Maybe you go there and they're gone at the end of the year. And you do have weapons there. You have some talent. You, you could turn around and just say, "All right, I, I, you know, this is who you should bring in as a coach." I don't get that one either. Uh, you know, but there, you know, if I was uh, Chicago, maybe you trade away Khalil Mack, and that takes care of two draft picks. So, and it makes Seattle's to... defense better. Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, I mean, they're going to have to draft a quarterback, but I, I don't know. Look to me. I think that this is is uh, is you know a not a waste. It, it, it's a it, it's a moot point. I, I don't see how you're going to trade Russell Wilson. 
To me, Deshaun Watson is going to sit out, and he he is willing to forego $20 million because he doesn't want to play for Jack Easterby, who is a charlatan uh, and potentially a racist, uh, allegedly. Allegedly <laughs> so, racist. Yeah. Uh, but Russell Wilson, no. I, I just I don't see it. One of the name, one of the team names, and we talked about it the other day. We're going to move on. You don't think he's going to get traded, but why wasn't why why weren't the Jets on his list? Well, suppose so. You have to remember um, Woody Johnson um, and his son. The son, I believe, was the UK ambassador uh, under Donald Trump, and. I don't necessarily think that Deshaun Watson wanted to be associated with anyone with a team whose ownership was under the Trump administration. That's Deshaun Watson, but how about Russell Wilson? Oh, uh, Russell Wilson. Well, you know, that's a good point. I I don't know because you would think, particularly with his wife, why wouldn't they want to go to New York? If you're – it's clear, L.A., uh, the teams have their quarterbacks. New York, it, it's up in the air, but obviously they don't feel confident enough about the team's organizations to to be there. I remember last year there was a report that Russell Wilson wanted to play for the Giants. I, I you know, I guess he maybe he thought by the, you know Dave Gettleman would be gone by then, but he's, he's still around. So I I don't know. I think, look. He's all over the place. And if Russell Wilson, who's such a smart guy, who I think is going to end up uh, as a future in politics, I think it's strange. I think the whole this whole situation has been bungled. It went from I'm one out, I want to get traded, to now I don't want to be traded, but if I did, here are the spots I want to go to. I don't know what kind of leverage and what you know what you're trying to pull, but the messaging by his agent has been bungled the whole way through. And I wouldn't expect that from a guy with the intellect of Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's last college game was a loss, wasn't it? You, you're thinking of his last college game at NC State. Oh, that's right. I forgot, yeah. Birmingham. He, lo- he lost the Papa John's Bowl to Rutgers. Yeah. Um, but actually, no, I think he also lost his last – his last college game was a Rose Bowl loss, I believe. That's right. I forgot that he ended up transferring. Yeah. Anyway, so you mentioned Deshaun Watson and yeah. the chaos there. And I actually agree with him. I mean, he wants out of the situation for, and I think people are looking at this the wrong way. A lot of people are saying, look, man, you signed the contract. You need to stay. You need to live up to your end of the bargain. He is working for an organization that, yeah, they're a bunch of racist fucks. Yeah, I mean, best way to put it. it. Uh, I mean, McNair's father before he passed away, we, we made the inmates taking over the asylum comment. There's a lot of stuff there that's just you know. And now you you have this guy Jack Easterby who we've documented. And again, I would encourage everyone to Google him. There are numerous articles about this guy. There's also a YouTube clip where I don't know he's speaking to a group of people. I don't know if it is part of like a prayer group at a mega church. But he starts doing accents from all over the country, and you're like, this guy is just full of shit. It's really ridiculous. So you look, if JJ Watts like, look, I'm out. Okay, this this team's going nowhere. It it just the writing's on the wall, and, and I think Deshaun Watson will sit out. And if I'm the Texans, why are you going to sit there and have a guy sit out? Just tr- you. There are teams that will give up the future for Deshaun Watson. Just right. just cut ties and get on with your life. You you look at the Russell Wilson list. There's at least a handful of teams that you, you can trade Deshaun Watson. I don't understand why they are holding, why the Texans are holding so steady on not wanting to move him. Like what what it does? It's not going to build any goodwill with your fan base. I mean, it, it's it, it's insane. No, it, it's it's to me it's past the point of no return. Get on with it. You you're not in Super Bowl contention anyways. Start over. Trade you want to trade with Miami, you want to trade with whomever, bring Tua in. Heck, if you don't like Tua and you you know, you want the third pick too, 
then trade to it after he gets there. But it start over. It's just time. Why? I mean, why would you sit there and and have a guy sit there and not play him and not have get anything in return? That that's pointless. It, it is pointless considering that you could at least get you're getting at least two first round picks. You're maybe and getting a you're play. getting three. Right. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. know, now you, you have the Stafford Goff thing, which sets the sets the table. Unless you're Howie Roseman, um, you know, when you just do you know, whatever. So yeah. you now have the, the, you have this whole thing where it's okay. You need at least three picks, maybe a player involved, like you mentioned, Miami. Just get it. Just do it. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm just I'm trying to figure out the thought process here. And I, I don't know. I can't. It, look, it, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of egos involved, and they think at some point, well, Deshaun Watson, because, look, Deshaun Watson is under contract for many more years. So you'd like to have him, and, and I wouldn't mind starting a team with with Deshaun Watson, but if he's going to sit out, and I believe he will, there's no point to, not, to just trade him and, get you know, move on with your life. I agree with you. It's going to be interesting to see what happens here. These are the next two. They're really these two quarterbacks in this whole scenario. Really, Deshaun Watson is really screwing up this whole draft prep. Well, that and then also the Jets. Well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I guess we should talk talk Sam. With Sam, yeah, because right now they are doing their due diligence on the quarterbacks, which, as we're about to discuss, is very difficult and. They have not yet decided the fate of Sam Darnold. Really, it's once the Jets decide, that's when everything else sort of falls into peace. Because you'll know whether or not the Jets are going to draft a quarterback or trade down. Jets fans are not going to like me right now. But I'm going to tell you this much. I think if you're the Jets, you build around the kid. You find a way to get a couple more pieces. You build around the kid. And then you go from there. I, I, we discussed it. The The whole power structure of the AFC East has changed. It's Buffalo that you're looking up, up at now. It's not New England for, for right now, at least. You never know what happens there. But that's my opinion on it, is that the Jets should hold on to them. Uh, plus, it would piss off a lot of Jet fans and make for good radio. So my belief is, if you think whoever the number two quarterback is, if he is as good or better than Sam Darnold, you you draft the quarterback and you trade Darnold. And the only reason I say that, even if it's a tie, because if it's a tie, I'd rather have the guy with more years on a rookie contract. That is true. And, and you mentioned that to me before. You got to look at the dollar value. Even if Sam Darnold doesn't play extremely well, but once that contract is up, he is going to have to get paid, and that is going to change the equation. Well, let's get to it. Let's get to this is what we're here to talk about, the 2021 20, NFL Draft, your top five quarterbacks. And let me tell you something. So I, I do some of the graphic stuff uh, on, on the social media side of things. So we had a conversation last week as I was traveling. I had an hour. We talked for an hour on the phone, and we were going over the the top five. And I said, just make sure you give me your top five, and I will set the graphics up for our Instagram, at GL Show, so that they can come out, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever, five in a row, uh, and a little write up the whole nine yards. Great graphic. So I ask you again, hey, who who do you have? Who are your five here? Well, number one is so is can I, I, number one is Trevor Lawrence. Okay, great. Yeah. Number five is uh, what's his name? Mac Jones, Alabama. Mac Jones. I said, great. Okay, how about how about two, three, and four? I uh, I don't know. Well, what the hell am I supposed to do? What, well, I, I gave you names of who they will be. So technically, if you wanted, you could have done three number twos. Three number threes. Do you know how much work that is? That's a lot of work. I understand, but it's better than nothing. You I gave you a universe. I gave you a universe. You gave uh, no. See, you you just got to pick. You got to you got to pick, and you got to stand by your pick. (laughs) 
Oh, look, I literally was in it in preparation of this show was up last night till two 30 watching uh different tape on the quarterbacks to try to decide and decipher and to create my top five. Okay. I think that more than anything, and while I appreciate the graphics and I know we do a great job with that, I think I'm showing dedication to the show and to our fans. Whatever. I just want to get the, <laughs> I want to get the graphics done. See, this is the other thing we talked about. The problem here is with 2020 and 2021 being what they are to this point, there is no combine. We're, we're living off these pro days. It's really weird because you would kind of have a fairly decent idea how these guys how these guys are doing uh, from a combine aspect at this point, and you don't. Hell, Trey Lance is playing football, losing, but playing. Well, no, no, Trey Lance isn't playing. He played one game in the fall, like an exhibition game. Oh, that's right. Other than that, other than that, you're evaluating his tape from last year. Right. He's been in draft prep the whole time. So that's why it makes it, it that's why it is so difficult. And then you think about some of these games where some of these guys struggled. Well, you know, Ohio State was coming off a, a team infection, and then, you know, several other top guys were out. It, Trevor Lawrence had COVID. It, it's just so freaking confusing. Zach Wilson playing for BYU, you know, they're literally traveling the country playing teams on a week notice. So, you know, they don't necessarily have the same prep time that they would with a, a normal schedule. So they couldn't have their uh, coaching staff scout teams in advance. It, it was really, this is the most difficult year. And, you know, I, I actually feel badly for professional scouts. This this is really, it's a crapshoot. It's not a crapshoot at number one, though, right? Trevor Lawrence is the is the number one quarterback in this draft class, or is he? Yeah, so I I still have Trevor Lawrence as number one. Um, you know, I think what happens is sometimes when you have a, a a prospect who has been number one for so long, they almost, in a way, you start to pick away at things and create issues out of thin air. Now, he, he, you know, so yes, I believe he is the most talented, at minimum, he is the most talented quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, right? I believe his floor is Justin Herbert. Now, that's a pretty damn good floor. And I will say, I you know, we go back to last year, I wasn't as high on Justin Herbert because he did some strange things in college in terms of throw. I'm not talking about behavior or anything like that. But Justin Herbert, to his credit, put it together, had a fantastic rookie year. And... To me, that is at minimum what Trevor Lawrence could be. You know, he's six foot six, has a great arm, great anticipation, can make every throw on the field, is athletic enough to evade, good at manipulating the pocket, can throw off schedule to a certain extent. You know, the thing, um, and those are all things, again, which is why, at, so to, to say that this guy is at minimum, as good as the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year last year, that's pretty damn good, right? Um, I think if you want to nitpick, to me the things are sometimes with his footwork, he overstrides and then the ball sails on him. You saw that in his pro day. Missed a few of the passes when they were doing some of the red zone passes. Plus, just as Frank, so we were talking about off air, he's 6'6 and only like 215. He's got to put on weight. And then I do wonder if he does put on weight, is that going to affect his athleticism at all? But he needs to put on 15 to 20 pounds um, because yeah. he's a he little too when you, when you told me his weight, I was like, damn, I, I didn't realize that. You, you need to be 225, 230, 235 at that yeah. height to yeah. be in the NFL, you, you take a beating. Yeah. Regardless, you know, yes, they protect the quarterback, but you take a beating. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, think about like Ben Roethlisberger. Um, look, even he wasn't the biggest guy in the world, but Eli Manning had, is bigger than that. You know, and Eli Manning 6'5 was like, you know, 
hovered around 225. Those extra 10 pounds will help you in occasion, on occasion, excuse me, to shrug off some guys who are going to try to tackle you up around the shoulders. But at 215, you're going down very easily. That's the problem. Uh, So to me, those are really the only two issues is footwork and which affected some of the delivery, you know, and then another thing, uh, and Ryan Clark from ESPN, who I really like, by the way, uh, he pointed out something else, which is, you know, except for his freshman year against Alabama in the national championship game, he has not shown up big in big moments, right? You know, he look at this year in the uh, national championship game. I mean, they got hammered against Alabama. Last year, same thing, couldn't get it done in the semis uh, against, um, excuse me, in the national championship game against LSU. So two straight years kind of came up small in the national championship game. You know, I also think that's partly because he just, he was going up against two teams that were better. Uh, He didn't necessarily have quite the same horses, but there is something to that. You know, um, I think he is a gamer. Uh, to me, last year's Ohio State um, semifinal game where he got he got hurt, came back, and really, you know, and that was against the Chase Young-led Ohio State Buckeyes defense. Took a lot of hits, made a lot of big-time throws, broke a 64-yard touchdown run, uh, you know, shows off that athleticism. I, I, I think he's the real deal. Uh, I To me, he's number one. Uh, his game translates to the NFL, and I, there's not that many question marks. The things that are issues are things that can be worked out. So he's number one. Yeah. A lot of people are going to say Urban Meyer, you know, first-year NFL coach, how does it fit? Looking at the Jacksonville staff, Daryl Bevel's the offensive coordinator, and the passing game coordinator is Brian Schottenheimer. You know, they're two good coaches that can really work with him. So – yeah, I, I don't love Sean. It's weird. Both of those guys were offensive coordinators in, in Seattle. Uh, so maybe they have a little bit of smarminess to them. No, maybe they wanted to get away from the smarmy prick and get the hell out of there. Hey, maybe maybe Jacksonville could be a uh, – well, didn't, didn't Russell Wilson have an issue with Schottenheimer? Didn't they nearly get in a fight? Yeah. By the way, you want to talk about smarmy pricks? Urban Meyer is a smarmy prick. Urban Meyer is a smarmy coach. I'm yeah. looking at his staff. And I just start laughing when I get to see <laughs> Oh, God, it's awful. Uh, yeah, he is a smarmy prick. And yeah. the thing, this is the NFL, dude. I mean, Nick Saban, it didn't work for him. Yeah, I'm real interested. I'm not saying I want Urban Meyer to fail, but I think it's more than likely that they're going down in flames, more flames uh, than, than not. Yeah, look, it's going to be an interesting um... – it's going to be an interesting marriage. It is. Uh, and we're going to get to that interesting marriage uh, at the tail end of this here program after we review our quarterbacks as we ask the fans uh, about a certain television program yeah. next year. All right. Yeah. So mute myself. Trevor Lawrence is number one. So we yes. got – let's just go to number five. Mac Jones is number five. Mac Jones is number five. Uh, that could be the top ten pick at this point. That's what, the, that's what people are saying. Yeah. You know, I, I – so, I mean, yeah, so I'm saying he's the fifth-best quarterback, but I, I like him. Um, you know, when you see some of the comps, people are like, okay, yeah, he's Kirk Cousins. Look, when Kirk Cousins is on, he's not a bad quarterback. Uh, I think Kirk, Mac Jones is sort of a throwback in the sense of he's not super athletic. If I had to guesstimate, I think he probably runs a 40 in the 488, 485 to 4.9 range, right? Not super athletic but he's demonstrated enough athleticism to evade the rush in the pocket. He can manipulate the pocket. He probably among the top five quarterbacks, he might even be the most accurate, you know? So accuracy goes a long ways for determining the success of a quarterback in the NFL. Doesn't have a rocket arm, uh, you know? So I think that that's why a lot of people are like, look, you know, if, if somehow he were to drop, they don't necessarily see him being a guy who makes sense in, say, like Pittsburgh in the outdoors. You think about like a game in December, you know, along the river there with the wind, you know, I, that could be an issue. But I, I think he could make for a very good starting quarterback. 
Uh, I, I don't necessarily know if he's a pro bowler. I think he could be a guy who starts though for you for, you know, five, 10 years. He, you know, he, when, when you look at his tape, I mean, he, he is able to make most of the throws, you know, some of the ones that require, you know, just that true amount of arm strength throwing across the field. Some of those uh, comeback throws or, or, you know, deep outs. It's a little bit of a struggle for him. Uh, there's some inconsistencies there, which is why you put him at five, but I still like the guy, you know, in, in other drafts, he would have even, I, I mean, I'm trying to think, I mean, you know, like that EJ manual draft, he'd be in quarterback number one easily, you know, from several years ago. I like him. I don't love him. Yeah. That's, that's why he's quarterback number five, but I think he could be good. You're looking at the, the draft. Where is where would where could he go? Like I, I'm just trying to figure out, right? Like so, there everybody's so high on him. I, I'm going to pull up the draft order right now, and it, it's it's kind of crazy to think. A lot that, of old school offensive guys are very high on him. For instance, like Charlie Weiss thinks he's the second best core. A lot of those guys who the old school offensive minds think he's the second best guy because. What you see is what you get. He's the prototypical pocket prospect, right? In terms of where he can go, he, I mean, he can go as high as the top 10 or he could drop somewhere. I think because he's a quarterback, someone will come up to trade up. I don't think he gets out of the top 15 or so. All right. So, Simply, and I don't know who not, it is. Yeah. Right. So he's not going to Jacksonville. Now we have the no. Jets at two, which is, there is a lot of question marks there as to what's going to happen. Yeah. The Dolphins are at three. You you could argue they don't need a quarterback. They have Tua. That's a separate discussion. Yeah. They're not Dolphins drafting a quarterback. Now, there's a, an interesting one that yeah. they, they could probably, they're going to have to replace uh, Matty, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice at some point. Yeah. The Bengals don't need a quarterback. No. The Eagles don't need a quarterback. Well, sure. uh, the Lions <laughs> don't need a quarterback, apparently. Panthers, Broncos, Cowboys, Giants, Niners, Chargers, Vikings. Well, so Panthers, yes. Panthers, yes. Right. But you're not. Um, but if you're the Panthers, I, I'm almost, I'm rolling with Teddy, not Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater uh, versus a Mac Jones. Well, Mac Jones, yes. But so as we, we will discuss. The Carolina Panthers are going to be going all in on someone. It's either Deshaun Watson or one of the other three names that we're going to discuss. The the secret numbers two through four in the mind of Brett Halper. All right. So yeah, let's get to it. Do you are you are you prepared to give me your two, three, and four at this I, point or no? Yes, Your Honor. In order. In order. As it's going to stand. Do you want to so do you all right here? I'm gonna give you the three names of who two through four are. We know uh, everybody knows who they are. Okay, no, I'm I'm um I'm doing it right now alphabetically. Okay, okay? it's not like you're gonna throw Kyle Trask's in there or anything like that, are you? No, he's my quarterback number six. There you go. Uh so alphabetically, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson. Do you want to guess who my number two is? Trey Lance. No. Justin Field. Yes. You actually sold me real well on Justin Field, and there was a lot of things that I didn't uh, that I even said, "Huh," and it made me think. Justin Field, I believe, has this, and we're going to get into it here in a second. Has this Ohio State stain on him for yeah. being an Ohio State quarterback? So why don't you sell the listeners on him the way you sold me? Yeah. So just to comment on the stain, and I think. That you have to unfortunately thank or attribute to Dwayne Haskins, but both you know his on the field ability as well as his off the field behavior. Um, you know, so people, Justin Fields to me is the highest. It's high risk, high reward. I think he he almost is as talented as Trevor Lawrence. There's a reason coming out of high school, he actually was the number one guy. They were one and one a. He and um, Trevor Lawrence, both coming out of the same friggin' state. Uh, you know, this guy, so he has tremendous arm strength, tremendous athleticism. I, if I had to guess, just be, you know, I, I haven't seen him run a 40, 
I think he runs below a four five, right? Um, you know, when he lets loose and he's bigger, I mean, he's like six, three, he's, he's like two twenty eight. That's one of the height and weight. That's the other problem. We don't have an official height and weight from the combine, which I really would like, but I think he's closer to two twenty five, two thirty. can make every throw on the field. The, the, you know, the criticism is that typically when he doesn't have his first read, he either will throw, does hero ball and just try chucks it, or he's going to take off and run. I think, frankly, the Ohio State didn't even use him enough in the run game, right? Um, what I, what worried me was that there were times where he missed wide open guys. If you watch the tape, uh, he just didn't see guys. Now, I don't know what he's looking at there. That's sort of the problem. But when he saw the guy, when he made the read, it was it was as pretty, if not prettier, than Trevor Lawrence. It was just dead-on accurate. It's not an accuracy issue as much as it's a vision issue. And I'm believing that when he gets into an NFL program, give it a year, I think you can teach him. And I think that, look, I'm going with, you got to see what a guy can do. You have to project. I, I'm believing in pro coaching and I'm believing in his abilities. That's why, because if all of these guys can mature to what I think they can be, he, I would almost put him up there with Trevor Lawrence. Like he's that close to Trevor Lawrence. When you say give him a year though, you're, if your team's taking him, he's starting. Year one. Okay. Yeah. And okay. It, and, uh, yes or no. I'm saying you, he's not coming yeah, in. Yeah. He can know. Yeah. No, he can come in. The only one who I think might need to be a backup is, is Trey Lance. But he can come in and learn all, while playing. And frankly, I think he, he needs to learn on the field. Um, I you know, I just don't necessarily think he's going to lead, you know, lead the league uh in any, you know, major passing category. It's gonna take some time, but typically it does for rookies. Not every not every rookie, you know, goes on to have the, you know an amazing rookie season like Lamar Jackson when Patrick Mahomes first came in, even though he sat for a year. So you know, but I think at in the end of the day, the reason I picked Justin Fields is if these guys can look. If I'm going with the second pick of the draft, right? I, I'm not just settling for someone. I'm not picking a guy based upon his floor. I want a guy's ceiling. Right. You know, I, I want to say, look, we have the ability to coach this kid up and this is what he can turn into. That's what a second pick of the draft is worth. you got to roll the dice a little bit. Um, and I, I think he's special. I think it's in him. Uh, he's got to get coached up a little bit. And it's not really mechanical. It is really just vision. It, it, it's between the ears. Um, and, and, you know, all reports are he's a good kid. And one of the other things I like, and this is a play that I pointed out to you. Again, I don't remember who it was. All I know is it was a grass field. Trey Sermon, the running back, broke a run, and he broke it around the opposing team's 45. Justin, and it's clear he's basically running towards the end zone. He has one guy, he has like one defensive back who might have an angle. Justin Fields is 10 or 15 yards behind, and he starts sprinting to get in front of Sermon to block the guy that mean that that's a competitor that's a football player you know so if he if he was a guy who shied away from the contact i say all right maybe this isn't in it for him but to me that demonstrates a toughness there was another play he had a terrible throw against indiana but he was also in on the tackle for the interception i respect that's a football player that's a guy who i believe is going to put in the work to get it done so for me, he's the second guy because there are special traits. There are elite traits that the other two guys I don't think have even at their best. So I got to put him in number two. Difficult. And look, I like all these guys, but that's why I have Justin Fields at number two. Is he number two to the Jets? Do they, do they, or is that, is that back to the, what we said earlier? They got to wait to see what happens. You got to wait to see with Sam Darn. It, it, to me, if I was in the front office, I'd, I'd go to their GM and their coach, and I'd say, hey, look, um, I'd go to Douglas and Sala and say, hey, I have Justin Fields as the second-best quarterback. I believe he has traits that 
exceed anything Sam Darnold has in his repertoire. I would trade Sam Darnold, and let's start over with this kid. That's what I would do. So I think you mentioned it in passing there. You know, is Zach Wilson your three? Zach, well, yeah. I it, it, this was I'm telling you, this was so hard. Zach, Zach, I think it was even the the Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. It's literally like three and three A more than it's three and four. But yes, I have Zach Wilson as my three. Um, so Zach Wilson. See, here's the other thing, though. I again wish we had a combine. He's listed at six three two ten. There are reports he is closer to six one. If he was six one, I might honestly change it to Trey Lance. Because so there are there are you know people do the pro comparisons. They compare him to Kyler Murray. Well, to me, the key difference is Kyler Murray had elite athleticism. I, I know you're shaking your head because you believe Kyler Murray should have played baseball. But aside just, from Kyler Murray to me, I don't get the hype. And obviously he has athleticism. I, you know, he he can he's a rangy baseball player. I've seen his baseball stuff and the things that he you have to do on a baseball field, he's athletic. But people are I feel like people are blowing this Kyler Murray thing. Oh, he's like Patrick Mahomes. He's nothing like Patrick Mahomes. Nothing. He's different. I his speed allows him to create where Patrick Mahomes just is this unique innovator. Um, Zach Wilson has some of that innovation. And that's why some people even have have him as a number one had a tremendous year makes throws where you're like, wow, like you're amazed at them, you know, running out of the pocket, throwing a ball 40 yards down the field, back shouldering, it's it's super impressive. He's able to throw the ball off platform, off delivery, off schedule. Um, he's accurate, and that to me is his saving grace. And that is what to me I think eliminates him from bust potential. But I don't think he doesn't have the elite arm. It's a strong enough arm. He has some mechanical issues, particularly with his feet. He often gets his feet are a little too close together which then causes him to overstride, which then sometimes affects the accuracy. But also you see sometimes he's not quite able to make the most difficult of throws. But, you know, he's athletic enough to escape the pocket. But I, if he ran a 40, I don't see him coming anywhere close to Kyler Murray's time. I, I, I am supremely confident in that. So to me, it's, all right, well, how does he create? He creates... There's plays where, you know, instead there's a speed option play where instead of just, you know, shoveling it, you know, there's a guy in his face because someone missed a blocking assignment and he literally just like chucks it in a way you've never seen anyone deliver a speed option uh, shovel. He has that innovative style. And I think that does translate to today's NFL. And it, it also is a saving grace if you don't have the best offensive line. I don't think, though, he has the arm strength of a Patrick Mahomes. So he's not going to be able to have the same success as Mahomes. Other, if, he had, if he had the arm of a Mahomes, then, yeah, he might be the number one prospect. He doesn't have that. That's why I have his number three. But I think he's accurate enough. I think he could be a good player. I don't. You're shaking your head. You just described the guy the Eagles are going to pick. As no. you're describing him, I'm like, oh, my God, Howie Roseman, no. Howie Roseman, no. no. I don't think so. I think the Eagles are in love with the next guy. Yeah, because it's a North Dakota State product. So that's, The report is that's who they love. I, and I, I'll tell you what. Watching Trey Lance a year ago, I was watching something on Carson Wentz, and obviously Trey Lance was a successor at North Dakota State. And – Forget that factor. He could be wherever. He could be, uh, you know, Mount Union, you know, Wisconsin, Whitewater, wherever. You know, pick pick a school. Name me an NAIA. I don't know the one in Canada that plays American football. You know, he is a big dude. He throws a nice football. As an Eagles fan, I am a little scared that it's overreaching for a Division One AA product again even though it's North Dakota State and we've discussed what they are. 
Yeah. Well, so yeah. So number four, my guy is Trey Lance. I really like him too. He, to me, what worries me a little bit about the competition is not in the passing game, but actually has to do more with the athleticism. So what's unique about Trey Lance is he's, you know, like 6'3", 225, 230. He is built like a running back, and he runs the ball like a running back, puts his head down. He he will actually, you know, he prefers to truck people as opposed to evade them. And he, you know, he has the best running skills. Having said that, when you watch him on tape, he's not outrunning these guys. And if you're not outrunning the Salukis of Southern Illinois, how are you going to outrun, you know, Fred Warner from uh, San Francisco or Devin White, who just put on a clinic, these linebackers, and you know the uh, in the NFL. To me, that's the problem. I don't think his his athleticism is as elite as they make it out to be. Because to me, I don't see it being. He doesn't look like a. I mean, he looks like a man amongst boys to a certain the whole package, right? But when just talking about the right, he's not outrunning guys. He's muscling guys. He's you know shaking and baking. He's not just. It's not like Tyreek Hill. Or Bo Jackson and Tecmo Bowl were just gone, right? So to me, it, it mean people who comp him to Lamar Jackson. No, Lamar Jackson outruns everybody. I don't think Trey Lance could do that. So then you have an issue. All right, well, if he's gonna run, if his running style too worries me because he could get hurt in the NFL if you're running like that against pro linebackers and pro safeties. Having said that, to make all the throws on the field. I don't think he has quite the arm of uh, Justin Fields. I would rank it just below that. Probably on par with Zach Wilson, if not a little bit better. To me, I think he has a little bit of the Justin Fields issue with respect to vision and anticipation. That's the difference between a pro quarterback and a college quarterback. In college, it's you know see it, throw it. In the pros, it's anticipation. This guy who's streaking across the field, I know he's going to have that window open on the right side of the field, past the linebacker, before the cornerback, in front of the safety. There's that bubble there. I don't think he anticipates it yet. I think he needs to see it. He does come from a sophisticated offense. You know, they run more they, a pistol. They, he does take snaps under center, which I think is a good thing for his development. I think he can develop. But I worry that if he relies on his, that athleticism, that's the only part I'm not as sold on, which is odd to me because everyone everyone talks about, oh, well, his receivers aren't that good and the one double A defensive backfield isn't that good. To me, he, he makes the throws. It's it's when he's trying to outrun defenders, he's not even quite outrunning these guys. How is he going to do it in the NFL? That to me is the biggest worry. That would be a problem. And you have to play smart when you get to the National Football League. You can't just rely on your athleticism. I'm not going like to ask you right now who to, to slot these guys, where they're going to go, because like we said, we really need to see what happens. I think there's going to be a lot of movement pre-draft, yeah. with the exception maybe one, one or two. Like I think if Carolina does not make a run for Deshaun Watson, you could see them move up draft night. I, I think that's yeah. very reasonable. But yeah. you're going to see uh, you're going to see what's the change here. You're going to see everything kind of sh- set itself up before the draft. So we can kind of revisit this when we get to that point as to where everyone but Trevor Lawrence is going to go. Next week we're going to discuss wide receivers. But first thing we but before we do that, we are talking all these changes, all this different stuff, all these quarterbacks. You said who would you like to see be this season's uh, entrant on Hard Knocks? Yeah. And I said, I don't know. I haven't watched it suck the past couple of years. Yeah, well, last year it was limited because of COVID. So, um, but you know, but so you know, there are a few uh, qualifications. It has to be a non-playoff team. Uh, it has to be a team that does not have a new coach. So. There are certain teams like the Eagles that are immediately disqualified. However, 
you can also volunteer for it. And the rumor is that the Jacksonville Jaguars, the cons, the owners, uh, Shad Khan and Tony Khan, also of AEW ownership, uh, is in, is evaluating whether or not to volunteer with Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence to get excitement in the fan base to have that. So it's, you know, do you want to see that? Another one who's eligible this year are the Cowboys and um, what's his name? Leatherface loves being on Hard Knocks. I think this will, this could be, this would be their third time. But, you, but then you, to you, me, the Giants yeah. are eligible. Who? The Giants. Yeah, but you need to, well, I mean, we did say this, you know, Joe Judge, he, he's a Philly guy, right? He's got Atlanta Catholic. I think that counts as a Philly guy. There's a certain attitude that he has. I think he comes off as a very, he's not a character. I think he's very genuine, but yeah. he, the filter, the, the filter is a little bit turned off. Maybe is a good way yeah. to put it. He's got, he's got the attitude of the area. I think he would translate well to TV. Cause look, you, you got to sell, you're selling the, the show. There's always going to be the football fans that watch it. If you gave me those three, I would probably say in my mind, Jacksonville one to see what happens. Yeah. It's a whole new thing. Yeah. And, and to see how that whole thing plays out, new coaching staff, new quarterback. Uh, number two for me would be the giants because yeah. I think Joe judge would be entertaining. Uh, you have coaches fighting linemen and fist fighting each other, all that stuff. You know, yeah. so, so that'll be good. And then you have, you have Danny dimes. So that that's good. You know, from the 12, Jones keeps, gets a block, takes off, and he is gone. <laughs> Trying to stay upright, and he trips. Absolutely all alone, and he trips. You can't help yourself, can you? Any opportunity to see that play aired, and I'm sure they'll loop it. Uh, would be I'd be all for that. Uh, I think there could be some good storylines there. Jerry Jones and and the Cowboys, uh, unless there's like drama with Dak. Ah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's to me though. What a okay. So I understand Trevor Lawrence is interesting. This huge, highly touted quarterback, Urban Meyer coming in. Who else from Jacksonville do you want to see? I would love to see how they uh, portray Chris Ash uh, on the show. Watch, he'd become for some unknown reason. He probably would become like the the, the sensational coach of the thing. Oh, he's Are got a kidding? great personality. If they interviewed him, the camera crew, the camera would fall down because the camera crew would fall asleep. I, I'm just looking at it from the the new quarterback aspect of the, the new quarterback, new coach. I think that would be entertaining. You, you need a story. You, you you really do. You need a story that, that to hook you. And yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, Philadelphia would have been interesting if there wasn't a trade for Carson Wentz. Hey, are the Colts? Yeah, maybe go to, you go to Indianapolis. Well, but Philly technically is disqualified unless they volunteer. And if I were Jeffrey Lurie and crew, similar to – kind of what they're trying to do, the, the thought process in Jacksonville. If this guy, as a coach, maybe you want to get the fan base a little bit more enthused, maybe you do do it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, it's um, it's an interesting discussion. Obviously, uh, for the audience, we'd love to hear what you think. As a team you, Twitter vote. Yeah, there you go. At GL Stand Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. There you go. Excellent. Next week, we're going to discuss Brett's top wide receivers, which I know is going to have a lot of people excited in Philadelphia because they are going to think that the Eagles are going to take a receiver. They're not. On that note, follow us. Again, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Join the group. Come talk football with us, and we will be back next week. SportstalkPhilly.com, Michael's Glass Company. Go get yourself some glass. Go read some good football, baseball, hockey, and hoops.